0: The doctrine of uniformitarianism is central to evolutionary theology. It is this hypothesis that gives credence to the bizarre eons of time attributed to the age of earth and universe. Uniformitarianism theorizes that all things happening in nature today have come about via very slow uniform rates since the earth's beginning, which they claim was one and a half billion years ago. There is one major flaw in this hypothesis. It's not true. They refuse to acknowledge the global catastrophe that destroyed the world in the days of Noah. Dr. Henry Morris, in the book Defending the Faith, defends biblical geology, he states, If the old world was indeed destroyed by a worldwide flood, then the rocks, fossils, and sediments must bear record to the great fact of the flood. However, the standard geology textbooks are all written around the framework of evolution and uniformitarianism. From a geological viewpoint, If there was actually a universal flood, then all the pre-flood geological and geographical structures must have been changed very drastically. Therefore, we must take full cognizance of the flood in producing that record. For example, there are many great deposits of fossils, often in extensive graveyards of fossils. These seem to speak very clearly of some kind of catastrophe. Fossils Especially fossils in large numbers don't get preserved unless they are buried quickly. In order to be preserved in the sediments, be lithified, and be preserved for ages, they certainly would have to be buried quickly in an aqueous catastrophe. We also see great faults, fractures, uplifts, and earth movements of a nature entirely incommensurate with anything happening today. We think also of the great regional-wide lava flows of the Northwest and of continental glaciers. Almost every geological phenomenon that we may study today indicates that forces in the past must have been operating on a far greater scale than we have now. More and more of even the orthodox geologists today are accepting at least local catastrophism. The old type of uniformitarianism is beginning to go out of vogue. The neo-catastrophists, however, are only speaking of many local catastrophes rather than one global cataclysm. As a matter of fact, some are indeed advocating worldwide catastrophes, but not the biblical flood. Books have been written promoting close flybys of planets, shifting poles, a slipping crust, astral visitors, commentary encounters, asteroid swarms, meteoric impacts, axis flipping, and all sorts of things. Acclaimed writer, author, and publisher Dr. Ariel A. Roth in the book Origins weighs in on the subject of uniformitarianism. The idea of rapid, unusual, major geological events, catastrophism, and the contrasting concept of low changes, uniformitarianism, have played a major role in the interpretation of the past history of our world. The long ages required for slow, uniformitarian changes would demand that we discard the biblical account of a recent beginning when explaining the huge geological layers found on earth. On the other hand, the biblical flood represents a prime example of catastrophism in which major events occur rapidly. Sometimes, uniformitarianism is expressed as The present is the key to the past, meaning in part that the present slow rates of change represent how changes have always occurred. As expected, the definitions of both catastrophism and uniformitarianism have come under close scrutiny with a resultant plethora of uh, redefinitions and conflicting usages, end of quote. There was once a worldwide catastrophe of unimaginable proportions, commonly known as Noah's Flood, and of course we can prove it, Click on the Noah's Ark, Fact or Fiction in Noah 2, now for today's subject. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. And according to the genealogical record in the scriptures, God created all things just a little over 6,000 years ago. Man said, it's ludicrous to suggest the earth is 6,000 years old. Everyone knows it's a billion plus years old. This is just another example of the uselessness of the Bible. Now the record. It is important for carnal man to discredit and cast off the word of God. Man's deeds are evil. And if there is a God of the Bible, then man has hell to pay. And that's not a very promising thought. During a TV interview with Julian Huxley, who was the keynote speaker of the 100th anniversary celebration of Charles Darwin's doctrine of evolution, he was asked why he thought evolution was globally embraced so quickly. His answer was that it permitted its adherents sexual freedom. Psalms chapter 2, verses 2 and 3 depicts this same spirit of rebellion very clearly. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointing, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Uniformitarianism is a foundational platform in the religion of evolution. Unfortunately for them, their eons of time have been debunked just one more time. A research initiative called RATE, which stands for Radioisotopes in the Age of the Earth, was launched in 1997 jointly by the Institute of Creation Research, the Creation Research Society and Answers in Genesis. Rate's team of highly accredited scientists have published another major blow to the camp of the evolutionists. These following excerpts are from an article published in the December 2003 issue of Impact, which carries vital articles on science and creation. The title of the article is New Rate Data Support a Young World. The first excerpt reads, New experiments done this year for the RATE project strongly support a young Earth. This article updates results announced in an ICR Impact article last year and documented at a technical conference last summer. Our experiments measured how rapidly nuclear decay-generated helium escapes from tiny radioactive crystals in the granite-like rock. The new data extended into a critical range of temperatures, and they resoundingly confirm a numerical prediction we published several years before the experiments. The helium loss rate is so high that almost all of it would have escaped during the alleged 1.5 billion years uniformitarian age of the rock, and there would be very little helium in the crystals today. But the crystals in granite rock presently contain a very large amount of helium, AND THE NEW EXPERIMENTS SUPPORT AN AGE OF ONLY 6,000 YEARS. THUS THESE DATA ARE POWERFUL EVIDENCE AGAINST THE LONG AGES OF uniformitarianism AND FOR A RECENT CREATION CONSISTENT WITH SCRIPTURE. AFTER LABORIOUS RESEARCH MEASURING HELIUM LOSS IN RADIOACTIVE CRYSTALS CALLED ZIRCONS, WHICH ARE COMMON IN GRANITIC ROCK, AND AFTER REVIEWING ALL EXISTING DATA ON THE HELIUM SUBJECT, THE RATE TEAM MADE THIS FINAL CONCLUSION. The zircons are young. The new data allows us to calculate more exactly how long the diffusion has been taking place. The result is 6,000 plus or minus 2,000 years, about 250,000 times smaller than the alleged 1.5 billion year uranium lead age. This and other exciting new developments in rate projects are confirming our basic hypothesis that God drastically speeded up decay rates of long half-life nuclei during the Genesis flood and other brief periods in the earth's short history. Such accelerated nuclear d- decay collapses the uniformitarian ages down to the scriptural timescale of thousands of years. God said Exodus chapter 20 verse 11, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is and rested on the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And according to the genealogical record in the scriptures, God created all things just a little over six thousand years ago. Man said, It's ludicrous to suggest the earth is 6,000 years old. Everyone knows it's a billion plus years old. This is just another example of the uselessness of the Bible. Now you have the record.